Thank you for joining our podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. Stay tuned as together we'll study God's Word. All right, PCC, we are wrapping up the series One Kingdom Indivisible, trying to put our kingdom allegiance before every earthly alliance. And this morning, I want to introduce our guest speaker. Her name is Reese Skye. She hails from Fresno, California. Reese is married, has two daughters. She's involved in incredible work in Fresno doing church planting and community development. Uh, Reese is a part of the Evangelical Covenant Church. We've been trying to get her here to speak for some time. And finally, we just said, hey, you know what? Let's do this via video. So she shot a video to wrap up this series to work right in the series. I think you're going to agree with me. This woman is gifted and she has a word for us here at PCC. So would you tune in, open your Bibles to the book of Revelation and would you give a PCC welcome? I want to hear you clapping in the house churches and in your homes. Give a PCC welcome to my friend Reese Skye. So Friday night is date night for my husband and I, and we have our favorite spots that we like to go and eat. But every now and then, we like to venture out. And sometimes we come across a restaurant that's not open yet, and there's a sign on the building that simply says, coming soon. And what that sign does for us is it sparks curiosity and anticipation. It prompts us to sit at the edge of our seats. It intrigues us and stirs expectation. This sign coming soon, it, it helps to whet our appetite and our taste buds are stimulated. Sometimes the restaurant may even deliver food samples as a foretaste of what's coming soon. My husband and I have hope that when the restaurant opens, we'll be able to experience the goodness that it promises. Now, I know this might sound silly or small or inconsequential, but the ability to experience tasty food at a new restaurant, especially these days, is something we actually look forward to. I mean, think about, think about all that's going on in our world right now. I don't know about you, but a good meal lifts the heaviness in my spirit and puts a smile on my face. Again, there's a lot going on, right? But in light of the global pandemic, the traumatic racial tension and disheartening political drama that we're all experiencing right now, there has been a resurgence in the believers focus on thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At least that's what I've been seeing in my community. There's been this dismal cry, not necessarily for a new restaurant with tasty food for everyone else to enjoy on their date night, but there's been a dismal cry of, how long, Lord? An increasingly desperate plea of, come, Lord Jesus. There's this holy and beautiful recognition of the one who was and is and is to come. Now, the anticipation that my husband and I have concerning the opening of a new restaurant in our city pales in comparison to the anticipation that many of us have towards Jesus coming soon and God making all things new. When you turn on the news or scroll through social media, it doesn't take long to see that our world has been disrupted by hostility and disunity and enmity and every other kind of tea. 
And people may not have a thorough understanding of eschatology or the doctrine or study of the last things. They may not understand, as I, Howard Marshall, uh, say, that the consummation of the whole history of the world towards which all God's redemptive acts in history are directed. They may not understand those words and those fancy concepts. All they know is the way that things are today should not be how they continue. All they know is I'm tired of being racially profiled. I'm tired of being called a snowflake. I'm tired of being targeted because of my gender. I'm tired of being overlooked because I'm homeless. All they know is I'm tired of hearing about more victims of sexual trafficking and human trafficking. I'm tired of being depressed and filled with anxiety. I'm tired of not having enough money to pay bills. I'm tired. And yet, for some people, there's a deep hope. There's a deep hope. It's, it's, it's as if they see a sign on the side of the building, if you will, that says, coming soon. And it stirs within them the hope for something new. Peter wrote to the early Christians, and he encouraged them how to live today and how to have hope for what's coming soon. Live today and have hope for what's coming soon. If you're with your family right now or if you're by yourself, look yourself in the mirror and just say, live today and have hope for what's coming soon. Peter told the early Christians how to live, to, to act, to think and believe in a certain way, a way that is countercultural, a way that helps them to not lose their spiritual concentration, to live upright lives and to reorder their priorities for God's agenda. Peter told them to have hope and hope is stronger than a wish or a dream. It's confident and eager expectation it's if God said it, I believe it type of trust. This hope helped them to be encouraged and to not be downcast. And this hope allowed them to look to the future, but to not be anxious about the future. Peter's message to the early Christians is actually for us today as well. He says this in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober... Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Again, he's saying this to the early Christians, but he's also saying this to us today. He's saying to gird up your minds and be spiritually alert and aware and put your hope in God alone. Put your trust in God alone, not in your finances, not in the government, not in your education, not in the next election, hello, not your possessions, not in your pride, not in your achievements, not your titles, not your 401k, not your real estate, not your influence, but in God alone. And know that we will receive great blessings when Christ Jesus returns. African-American author and professor, Dr. Dennis Edwards, he says, every follower of Jesus knows how difficult it is to live a consistently upright life. Nevertheless, we're called to live lives of complete devotion to God. He says, we are a people who live in visible contrast to the broader society. And he says about verse 13, which we just read, that it's for the communities of believers to have hope 
that is anchored in the parousia, the second coming of Christ. PCC family, it's possible for us to live lives of complete devotion to God, knowing that the new is coming soon. We have confidence that this new is coming soon because of what we read in Revelation. Now, Revelation is a mixture of Old Testament prophecy and apocalyptic prophecies of the end times. And, And Revelation provides an eternal perspective and admonition to not follow the way of the world. In Revelation, we see that God rules and God reigns. And even though God's people suffer trials and tribulations, our conquering king will intervene on our behalf. In Revelation, we see that the old order of things has passed away. And God says, I am making all things new. There's this sign, people, coming soon. Now, three times in Revelation 22, the risen Savior gives us a profound message of his unveiling, his appearing, his disclosure that we need to take heed to. In in verse 7, he says, look, I'm coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. Keep reading it in verse 20. He says, he who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. But let's go back up to verse 12, where I want to focus the rest of our time here. Verse 12, Jesus says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Jesus is saying, pay attention. Behold, listen up. Stop looking everywhere else because my reward is actually with me. And at my parousia, my coming, my arrival, the day of the Lord, as the Old Testament references it, I, Jesus says, I will give to you according to what you have done. Jesus is speaking to the faithful and reminds us that the only one who can measure our faithfulness is him, not us. After all, I don't know about you, but I would probably give myself marks a little too high. God is righteous and he will reward his people according to their works. God is eternal and rules over all. He is omnipotent. He is the all powerful one. Like Peter in his letter to the early Christians, Jesus tells us how to live today and how to have hope for what's coming soon. So PCC family, here are two questions for you. Number one, how are you living today? And number two, how is your hope for what's coming soon? How are you living today? And how is your hope for what's coming soon? How are you living today? Have you been faithful or have you wavered with every blowing wind? Have you been filled with hope Or have you been marked by cynicism and skepticism? Have you pursued shalom for all? Or have you made sure that systems and policies only work for you and those who look like you? How are you living today? Have you have you served the Lord or have you worshiped your political party? Have you lived into reconciliation or have you settled for rivalry? Have you been peacemakers or have you let the war continue. 
Have you embraced abundance and generosity or have you embraced lack and scarcity? How are you living today, PCC? Have you contributed to others and edified them or have you just consumed and remained puffed up? Have you, in fact, empowered generations to passionately follow Jesus one person at a time as your mission states? Or has it just been a nice saying on a banner? Have you loved your enemies or have you returned hate for hate and evil for evil? Have you been focused on we, us, and ours? Or have you only been focused on me, myself, and I? How are you living today? Have you prayed for those who persecuted you or have you wished harm on those who hurt you? Have you exhorted and encouraged and restored or have you exposed, embarrassed, and shamed others? Have you remembered that we are all created in the image of God or have you perpetuated racist, sexist, and nationalistic rhetoric? How are you living today? Peter told the early Christians, and he's telling us today, just as Jesus told us through, through John's vision and revelation, this is how to live today and how to have hope for what's coming soon. How are you living today? Don't be pulled into worldly activities, but live as kingdom people who are called out of selfishness and into service. Kingdom people are disciples learning to live as citizens of the kingdom of God, where we experience his reign and his rule and where we understand and obey his will. Kingdom people are no longer foreigners or strangers, but are fellow citizens and members of God's household. Kingdom people give themselves to kinship and are committed to koinonia, deep fellowship. Kingdom people are those who place kingdom allegiance before earthly alliances. Kingdom people don't live for themselves, but are people who do their part in the whole body. Kingdom people are stewards, not just those who maintain, but those who increase. Kingdom people are prophets representing God to the people. And kingdom people are priests representing the people to God. Kingdom people are turnaround experts giving transformative answers and clues to those who are hopeless and stuck and ready to quit. Kingdom people are breakthrough facilitators helping to dismantle walls that have held others back. Kingdom people have hope that Jesus is coming soon and will make all things new. And evidence of hope is expectation of the new. So how is your hope for what's coming soon? How is your hope for what's coming soon? Again, Dr. Dennis Edwards says that Jesus will return one day. But in the meantime, his followers are to live with hopeful expectation. He says hope is what can sustain Christians in the here and now while we await our inheritance at the end of time. And for some, this isn't a new hope, but a renewed vigor to keep on hoping. You see, hope is, is something we possess now, even though the manifestation is coming soon. Hope is rooted in trust and rooted in faith in the one you're hoping can get the job done. 
Our hope increases when we reflect on the faithfulness of God. There's, there's an assurance that the thing you hope for is real. Hope is connected to patience and steadfastness. And Christ is our hope in the present time and the time that is coming soon. So again, how is your hope for what's coming soon? Hope. It helps to open your eyes to possibilities. Hope helps to lift your spirit. Hope helps to take you places you've never been before. And hope helps you stand firm against complacency. Hope encourages you to continue the journey. North African theologian and philosopher St. Augustine, he says this about hope. He says, hope has two beautiful daughters. Their names are anger and courage. Anger at the way things are and courage to see that they do not remain the way they are. So how is your hope for what's coming soon? We have a history with God. And our history with God prompts us to look towards our future with God. There's a song that many of us like to sing. It's called Do It Again. And there's a line in this song that simply says, I see you move. You move the mountain. And I believe I'll see you do it again. Perhaps Ian has led you through that song before. But this song reminds us of his perpetual blessings and faithfulness. This song reminds us to take a moment and to look back over our lives and just ask ourselves, has there ever been a time when God wasn't there? I mean, it may have felt like it. You may have felt like he was silent or you may have felt like he was absent. Perhaps you do now. But the fact that your heart is still beating, that alone should prompt you to have hope. Hymns like, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Those hymns remind us, as, as Edward says, that the second coming will be the ultimate revelation of God's grace and glory as history reaches a climax. On the last day, all will be overwhelmed by God's presence, bringing delight for Christ's followers. So PCC family, as I close, I ask you those two questions again. How are you living today? And how is your hope for what's coming soon? And my prayer is what the Apostle Paul prayed in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May we together, PCC family, may we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our message podcast here at Peninsula Covenant Church. We would love the opportunity to connect with you more. We are located in Redwood City, California, and you can find us online at wearepcc.com. You can also find us on Facebook, 
Instagram and Twitter by simply searching for We Are PCC.